Hey neighbor, come on in and sit a spell. We're gonna talk about fall gardens. Well, it's October, and for some reason, other October is a slow month here at the shop. Our slowest month out of the year is October. Believe that. But in the garden, it's actually one of our busiest months, months for fall gardening. I don't understand why. I guess people buy their stuff ahead of time. Right, they're busy planting. They've yeah, already bought they've it. They've already bought it. So yeah. anyhow. But it gives us a good chance to catch up. It does. We're doing, yeah, doing some things that we need to be doing anyway. So. Housekeeping. Housekeeping, yep. All right, so October is that month of the year for us in the South. I'm talking about Zone 8, um, that we need to plant a lot of stuff. Our cover crops need to be planted, our fall cover crops, cool season cover crops need to be planted in October. But there's worlds of other things we can plant in October, and we're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking about the super three superstars of fall gardening. And we're going to go over them one by one. So you got to make sure you catch all this. If you're down and out about gardening in the fall, when you listen to this, I guarantee you're going to think, I need to be doing this. And you do. You do. Especially if you're interested in growing your own food, this is it. All right. So what do you got going on? Um, carrots, radishes, beets, calendula, spinach, mustard. And we're fixing to be transplanting some of our other stuff, like yeah. our collards and stuff like Because we got a little late start because we was gone for a week there. But we're fixing to be caught, play catch up. But everything I planted seven days ago is up. Amazing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because you planted it at the right time, Sister Hoss. I did. Yeah. Sister? Sister Hoss. Mama Hoss. Mama Hoss. Sister Hoss, yeah. <laughs> you planted it at the right time. October is a perfect month because the weather is good and the length of the sunlight or day length is perfect for fall seed germination so things pop germinate better mm -hmm. during the month it's not October. too hot not too cold perfect just right perfect for fall garden you know we had a we had a strange end of summer where it got hot and blistering and dry we're over that now we're moving into fall it's more of a reset time for us it makes us feel better what you got going Oh man, onions. I'm knee deep in onions. <clears throat> I'm working on, I got all kind of uh, multiplying onions growing. Uh, I've got some bunching onions growing. Mm -hmm. Bunching onions is another thing, folks. We're not going to talk specifically about bunching onions today, but bunching onions is perfect time to plant those. I got those in the ground. They popped, popped, come up. We love these, those spring onions. That one we call about bunching onions. It's those ones that don't get about the size of your Pencil. finger there. And, uh, you know, we like to eat the greens off of them and the bulbs there. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Great for dehydrating. And they make in no time. So you'll be enjoying them for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Potato onions. My seed crop of potato onions. Uh, this new for me. I say new for me. I've been playing with it for a couple of years, but I got a good many planned this year. My tom onions, and we got a new little red onion that I'm mm -hmm. working with. So. I got some tom and that red. Strawberries, folks, we'll be shipping strawberries Monday. This coming Monday, we're going to be shipping we strawberries. Will start. Start. It'll take us about three days yeah. to get all the orders out. We should get all the orders out next week, no problem. But uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll be shipping them out, and you'll be having your strawberries by the end of the week. Get them planted. They in trays, so if something happens, you can't get them planted, just keep them watered. They'll mm -hmm. be fine, too. And if we have any extra, watch your uh, email that restock notification yeah we ordered a few extra ones because we wanted to make sure we had enough to cover everybody so when we get through getting all the orders out we'll have a good count on what we got we expect to have a few so okay. a few fall strawberry gardening is wonderful also be getting your plot ready for your fall onions your short day onions 
they'll be in November and uh, I'm already planning ahead on where I'm gonna plant mine out and getting it prepared. I'm gonna run out of rain. <laughs> bigger garden, don't you? We just I, put you in a bigger garden and now you're already in a I was worried about what I was gonna fill it up with yeah. and, and now I'm like, oh, oh, I've got to decide, do I want this or yeah. this? Yeah, it's tough decisions, huh? Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. um, my zinnias are still looking pretty. I planted, planted a couple cover crops, so everything's kicking along. I'm enjoying the fall season. So today we're talking about the three superstars, which is carrots, beets, and radishes. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go one by one, kind of give you some insight there. And I'm going to give you my favorite picks of these varieties also. Right. And we're going to be planting some in a root pouch today on the carrots. And the reason we want to do this because carrots work extremely well in raised beds. Matter of fact, all three of them do, but especially carrots work good in raised beds and containers. Mm -hmm. So if you're limited on what you got, maybe either on space or you don't have your spot filled up, you can plant carrots in these root pouches right here and do wonderful. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be showing you today how we do that. All right, so let's talk about carrots. Okay, carrots. One of the important things are, well, there's three, I say, important things. Your soil has to be loose, free of any rocks, sticks, clumps. So I go out there before I plant my carrots every day and kind of turn it over and I wet it because you want that soil good and moist. So you need the loose soil, it needs to be wet, and then you've got to water it every day. Oh, I watered mine twice a day, at least once a day, sometimes yeah. twice a day to get mine up. And you, so you don't want to plant carrots and go out of town? No, and you want high organic matter soils if you can. The reason is it's going to hold moisture right. better. And you want to... Um, I'm gnawing on peanuts as you give that great information there. I forgot what I was going to say. And you want, on. you said and you want. And I want, yeah. Uh, oh, um, you want to keep that moisture in there until they germinate. Mm -hmm. And once they germinate, oh, I know what I was going to say. Even if you have drip irrigation, you need to overhead water those carrots until they germinate. Just don't depend on the drip. Exactly. I had, I planted my, I got three raised beds in my garden. And I've got drip irrigation in it. But what I did is I took a little dram uh, sprinkler that mm -hmm. we sell and I set up in there and I would just go by there and turn it on for 10 minutes twice a day. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I did, and we're going to be talking about this a little later on when uh, we talk about the container here. This is kind of interesting and this worked really well for my carrots, my radishes, and my beets. Is I took potting soil, a peat-based potting soil, and I covered my seed up. Mm -hmm. And the reason that works well is because it holds moisture. Those peat-based potting soils hold moisture really well. Mm -hmm. So I just took me a little bit, it didn't take a lot, and I covered up just where I planted there. And that seemed to help a lot with uh, getting them to pop up now, and keeping that moisture. Did cool. you add any of that complete organic fertilizer? I did. Yeah, so I did a, too. Uh, a two or three days before I planted, I went out there and incorporated that into my soil there so I could give those seedlings a head start when they come up. And then I top dress with that peat there. So therefore, those two strategies are great because I got a good stand up out there. All right, and people worry about um, planting them too thick, whether to thin or not to thin. I say plant them thick 
and then enjoy the carrots as they grow. Eat them as baby carrots. If you start, once they get up a couple of inches, mm -hmm. start eating them as baby carrots. And then that'll help you thin them out and give them the other carrots room. Now they're gonna push each other aside as they grow, but you don't want them too thick. Now one thing I do is I take my knife and I just cut my corner out of my mm -hmm. seed pack right there. Look how short my knife is. Ooh, just like that right there. And I just take my finger, I'm gonna show you in a minute when I get to that right there, and I just kind of pop it, pop, 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 and I just run it down through there. That's a good way to keep your carrots from getting too thick. I also use that same strategy on my beets and my radishes. All right, speaking of carrots, this is one of our favorite ways to preserve that. Mm, you smell that? I do. So you've got onions and carrots in there, and this is a fermented. Yes. These, this is some from the spring. Oh, yeah. Now, this is my new favorite way to eat carrots. We eat these on salads all the time. It's going to strike you a little different. It's kind of like a pickle there. These carrots are delicious. Great on a salad. You want to try the onion? I might not should have you I do don't this. know that I I've had yeah. I don't know that I've ever had fermented onion before. That's good. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we ferment, we um, freeze dry, and also can carrots. This is my favorite way. Yeah. Now I love them fresh, don't get me mm -hmm. wrong, but as far as preserving them, by all mm -hmm. means, this it's is it's a great it. snack. It's salty, it's got that little twang to it. Twang. Swine. And it's good for your, your gut. probiotics of your gut. Yep. Yeah, very good. So you want to plant some? Yeah. Mm. All right. So what I've got here, and this is for demonstration purposes, I have got a five-gallon root pouch. And the reason you I got a five-gallon root pouch is because it's easier to show you guys. I actually think a 15-gallon would be perfect. For planting yeah. This is a good bit bigger and you can plant a lot of carrots. Or 45. In it. Or 45. <clears throat> now I would recommend a, uh, what I did in here is I filled it half up with a peat based potting soil. Not seed start mix, but a potting soil with uh, peat and perlite and vermiculite. I like that better because it holds the moisture better. And in this root pouch here, you don't have to worry about drainage because it drains good all the way around. Plus, you have that air circulation around the side of the pot here. That's the reason I like the root pouch. So I filled it half up, then I added some compost. I added about two heaping, two handfuls of compost. I put, finished filling it pretty much to the top there, and I added my complete organic. Now what I did on my complete organic, I ordered, I put about two handfuls in there, single handfuls. I mixed it up in there well, and then I watered it. I watered it two or three different times there because you want to get this wet all the way through there because peat has a tendency to take a little bit and get wet. It'll roll off to start with. So now that I got it nice and wet, I'm going to stand up right here. I want to take these right here and pretty much keep it as flat as you can there. And then I want to take this right here with my finger there. See how I'm doing that? I don't see any coming out. Well, give me just a second. <laughs> Sometimes you may have to open it up just a little bit. Here we go. I'm gonna get there. Once it starts, it starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Are they coming out? Not yet. 
There we go. Oh, you see them coming out there? Yeah, now I'm just going to sprinkle them around there. And this is one pack here is way more than enough. This right here, I'm not. Nah, I wouldn't use the whole pack. All right. So there I have. Got them sprinkled around there pretty well. Got a lot more in my pack left over. So there's enough in this pack here to easily do a 15 gallon, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Maybe even a 45 gallon. Then what you want to do <clears throat> is take some of that same peat based potting soil and cover over real lightly. Now you don't want to cover them very deep. You want to do it real lightly there. About an eighth. Yeah. Yeah. And then water again. Then water again. You want to water with a mist type or a very soft type nozzle there so it doesn't throw your potting soil around. Or your seeds. Or your seeds around. So there we have it there. And that's dry there. The rest of it's wet. So you want to water that in. Right there. Can you see that? There you go. Water that in for the next few days, and I say keep it watered. By no means is twice a day too much. In fact, that's probably what I'd recommend. 10 to 20 days, water it. And it don't take much. Now just walk by there and keep the top wet. And next thing you know, you've got carrots coming up. Now the great thing about growing in these root pouches, raised beds either one, is you can add those amendments to the soil. And that loose type soil there, you can pretty much grow any type of carrot you want to grow because carrots are different in their length and therefore they are carrots that you want to grow for specific type soil types. Right. But this one right here, you can grow any of them. One of our most popular varieties was a variety called Purple Haze. I didn't like that. It has gotten replaced by Purple Sun. And it's a purple variety. And one reason it was so popular, people love them to juice with. It's a, oh, it's yeah. a purple variety all the way through. We actually seen these in the Netherlands. I don't know if you remember yes, or not. We did. Uh, so this right here will grow those fine. They're long skinny ones like the bug bunny rabbit uh, carrots. This will grow those fine. So you can grow any type of carrot you want to grow in that right there. Even those purple sun ones if you want to juice them. The purple sun ones don't do well in a lot of people's gardens in their native soil because they are so long and skinny. You need really sandy type soils or loose type soils to grow those. So October is a wonderful month to plant carrots here in the south. Now, if you live up north, I think you can probably, I don't know how far up north, people comment below and let us know, you expert northern gardeners out there, how far up north can you overwinter carrots? I don't know. I think it's a pretty good ways. I'd say at least those on six. <coughs> An another thing about planting them thick is one problem you have with carrots is weeds. Mm -hmm. So if you plant them thick, it helps suppress those weeds mm -hmm. until they get up. Then once you start thinning them, they're going to bush out. Right. So plant your carrots this time of the month, keep them weeded out, and then start you on a good fertility program. Now, I would recommend starting with that complete organic, incorporating into your soil there or your root pouch or your raised beds. And then you can go to our carrot growing guide on our Hoss University and find the schedule there for keeping it going. What is important to any of these root vegetables is phosphorus and potassium. Nitrous is, is important too, but phosphorus and potassium is extremely important on root type crops. So you want to make sure that you got a good well-balanced fertilizer that you start with and it's a base and then you can add that nitrogen as you need it there. When do you normally harvest your carrots? Well, like I said, you start harvesting. I start harvesting them as soon as I can, and we eat them as baby carrots, and then all the way up till. Um, what did you say, March? Mm -hmm. Sometime in March, yep. 
and you, you don't want to leave them in the uh, ground too long. They can split on They'll it. They'll split. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah, what about storing? We talked about storing character. You want to store them in the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. um, don't wash them. Do you? Yeah, you I do, do wash, wash mine. You, I don't peel them, I just scrub Okay, just get the majority of the, the mm -hmm. wash. There are some varieties, and I'm going to talk about this, just meant, that's better for storing it. Yeah, now varieties. you do want to leave about one inch of the green on there. That helps draw the moisture out of them. Yep. All right, so I'm going to give my quick tip on varieties, and we're going to throw a picture of them up on the screen there, and we're going to go through them. These are some varieties that you may not be familiar with that are great carrot varieties. Olympus, and that's the ones I just planted here in the root pouch here. Olympus is a seven to nine inch carrot there. It's very sweet, known for its sweetness right there. It's a good all-around variety, seven to nine inches. You probably want a softer type soil to grow it in, but it is a great one there. Hercules, now look at Hercules right there. Hercules is one of those that's gonna be great for you guys with those harder type soils. Seven inch carrot, so it didn't get real long, kind of a blunt end. Mm -hmm. Hercules is a wonderful one. All right, Envy. Envy is a great one. More of the Bugs Bunny type, the long slender type carrot there, 10 to 12 inches long. If you got those muck type soils, it's a great one for you right there. Purple Elite. If you want one of those novelty type carrots, it's really pretty. And this thing is another one of those long slender ones right here. Purple Elite, seven to nine inches long, but it has, it's purple, but it has that yellow core in it. So we can cut it up. Got it's pretty bright, sliced. Yeah, bright yellow cord and the purple on the outside. And then we got Purple Sun that I just told you about a while ago. One of our most popular varieties out there because people love to juice them there. Mm -hmm. And we have Bolero. Bolero is a six to eight inch variety. Now, if you're talking about storing, this is the best storing mm -hmm. variety we got is Bolero and one of our top sellers right there. So that gives you an idea of some of our favorite picks on the carrot chair. Now let's dig on into beets. 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 Now people have a love-hate relationship with beets. They're very healthy. A lot of people like them, a lot of people don't. I was not fond of them until we started growing our own. Mm -hmm. And then I, I love beets. They're, they're good for detoxifying your liver, your blood, good for blood pressure. They hide antioxidants, mm -hmm. the red color. You got some pickled ones there? I've got some fermented ones oh, here. Oh, fermented ones, cool. Yes, now these are from last year also, and I did a very long ferment on these. So if you've never grown beets before because you think you may not like them, it's one of those things Your hands are filled this It's totally different than store-bought beets. So I would suggest to give them a try. We actually love them roasted. Look at that color there. Yep, fresh roasted. Anything that's got that dark purple color to them that there is going to be really healthy for you. Earthy, isn't it? But the ferment takes a little bit of that away from it. That's good. These I actually fermented in the cabinet for about six months. Really? Before I put it in the fridge. Yeah. Yep. So they probably got a really good twang to them. But it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It kind of... Not easy to cut there, but they're not too bad. But they're so pretty on a salad. Mm. I like that juice. To drink that juice. Roast them with, uh, and when they're fresh, we'll pull them and roast them with uh, olive oil and sea oh, salt. Wow, on. the flavors change as I tasted them. Yeah, those, those are good. 
Beets, a lot of people like them, a lot of people are not fond of them. It's the earthy flavor some people can't really take well, that. that really does take away the earthy flavor. It takes flavor. a lot of it. And they grow in pretty much any climate. So anybody yeah. from Florida to way up north can grow them. Very little pest damage. Sometimes you'll have flea beetles on them, but not very much. Another thing too that you may not know, but the leaves, the tops are open. Mm -hmm. So you can eat those beet greens and enjoy the, uh, the roots as they go along. And a lot of ours, the um, days to maturity is like 20 days. It's not very much. So it's food. really something you can do succession planting. Mm -hmm. You can plant them all winter long. For us, yeah, that's yeah. correct. And uh, <clears throat> all right, so we talk about harvesting. Harvesting bees leave their root stem attached to prevent bleeding. Mm -hmm. So you kind of clip the tops off about an inch or two above that and kind of store them that way and let them dry a little bit. Mm -hmm. Store them just like you would with onions in the cool, dry mm -hmm. place. Even when I roast them, I'll leave the skin on and the tops on and then peel them after I roast them so mm -hmm. they don't bleed. Mm -hmm. As far as planting beets, I plant them pretty much the same way as I do my radishes. Now, there's such thing as a multi-germ and a monogerm types. The monogerm means that there's one plant comes from the seed. Multi-germ means there's more than one plant comes from that seed. From my standpoint, it really doesn't matter a whole lot because I'm going to plant them in a row. Now, I personally, a lot of people do, but I personally don't transplant beets. I direct seed them. And I didn't know if I mentioned this, but I never transplant carrots. Yeah. Always direct seed carrots. And I think direct seeding beets is the best way to go. It is possible to transplant them, but they're really tender. Well, most root vegetables, they just don't do good having those roots disturbed. They don't. They don't. So we have the monogerm and monogerm types not really important to the home gardener, especially if you're going to direct seed them. Now, let's talk about my, some of my favorite varieties. Detroit dark red beet. That's what those are. It's probably the most popular one out there. It's sold more by more gardening companies than any other variety. And it's an all-American selection winner. It's an heirloom, which is kind of unusual, but it's a great one. They've been around for a long, long time. And then we have Merlin. Now, Merlin right here is probably the one probably my favorite and you know the reason why it is the sweetest one we've ever found mm -hmm. merlin here is a great beet right here the sweetest good tops to them so you can enjoy those tops as well merlin is known for those great good tops for them and then we have kestrel now kestrel folks is probably going to be the easiest one to grow because it has the best disease resistance so if you're looking for one that's easy to grow grow a kestrel if you're looking for the best tasting one go with merlin if you're looking for a good all-around one Detroit dark red be a good one there. Plant them exactly like I do my carrots. Mm -hmm. Same way. They get a little thick, but you can pull them out and thin them out. Now you do probably do want to thin them out a little bit more than what you do your carrots because they will kind of get crowded in there. Mm -hmm. Shake them out there, cover them up lightly, keep them wet. Now they'll pop up a little quicker than what your carrots will. Oh, okay. But uh, Plant you some beets. And it's best to harvest them young. They mm -hmm. have the best flavor. The older they get, they're going to split, be a little tough. So start harvesting young and then have you some more ready to plant. Yep. All right. So move into radishes. There's another one right here that grows off quick. You can actually put these in the ground, grow them off quick, do a succession plant, or you can move on to something else there. A wide range of flavors. Some of them are more spicier than others there. Radishes, I prefer to enjoy radishes more on a raw on a salad there. We've roasted them as well. Mm -hmm. 
And their tops are excellent. And the tops are well. So you've got some tops here that you harvest off mm -hmm. your radishes. Mm -hmm. And they're excellent stir-fried or in a salad. Got just a little bit of a mustard flavor to the leaves there. That's they reason, do. yeah. This is a watermelon radish. Okay. Yep, that would be great in a salad to spice up a regular lettuce salad because mm -hmm. it's a little bit spicy. Kind of reminds me of arugula, just yep, a little does. bit too. Yep, that would make an excellent baby green. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So you Enjoy your radish leaves. tops. Yes. As, some of them grow off as quick as 20 days. Okay. Now that is quick, folks. You want to plant them real, real shallow. Normally about a half inch is what I would plant my radishes there. Keep them watered, but they're not going to be as slow to pop up as you care. So they're going to pop up quicker than that. You can plant them in containers, raised beds for most home gardeners. I think a four by eight foot raised bed is a plenty for most people. Yeah, and they don't like to be planted thick though. Yeah, you have to kind of thin those out or either plant them a little bit thinner there. You want to keep them weeded out. I use the same strategy as I do with my other two. I incorporate that uh, complete organic into the soil there, cover them a little bit, keep them wet. Once they up, you can go to our Hoss University, look for the growing guy, and it gives you a detailed plan on how to keep fertilized. You don't want to fertilize them for very long because you're going to get them off in 20 days, so there's not a lot of fertilizer to put on them. All right. You have any recommended varieties? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. All right. Recommended varieties on radish. And I think the most popular one ever out there is the French breakfast radish. These are, and I think the reason is that these are pretty. They're their longer oblongs and then they're white on bottom and red on top. People love the color of these things. They are good to eat, but they are known just to be beautiful there, especially if you ever do farmer's markets or you're going to sell them, you want to grow that one there because it's a uh, very popular one. Another very popular one is watermelon yeah, radish. Yeah, that's what this is. Now, that watermelon is radish is actually going to be kind of yellowish on the outside. It doesn't, it doesn't really look anything spectacular on the outside of the radish, but when you cut it open there, it has a very unique coloring on the inside that resembles a watermelon inside. Well, yeah, so, well, it has a rind on the outside that looks like a watermelon rind, the white, and mm -hmm. then the red on the inside. Mm -hmm. Very mild flavor, and they're pretty, most of all. So the watermelon radish is one of the most popular ones we sell. Now, what is the easiest radish out there to grow? In my opinion, Roxanne, and you may not have heard from this, but Roxanne is a very consistent radish there. It's an all-American selection, and it is the easiest one to grow. It has the most disease resistance. So if you're looking for a good all-around radish, Roxanne, if you want something that's a little bit out of ordinary, grow the watermelon. And if you want the staple uh, French breakfast radish. So it gives you some picks there to go on, some of Hoss's favorite picks there. We got a few questions. Right. We had Carrie post uh, in the community tab about people's questions on these three vegetables. All right, let's get at it. Get at it. Hi, Miss Sheila, Mr. Greg. Growing beets and radishes for the first time, carrots for the second time. How much phosphorus does each one need, and do they need boron like watermelons? Great question. Uh, as I said earlier, all these crops here need adequate amounts of phosphorus. If you don't know what your nutrient load in your soil is, then you want to go with a good base fertilizer, 20-20-20 or 10-10-10 to start with, and supplement nitrogen as needs to be. The best thing, of course, is to have a soil sample and know what those loads are in your soil. But if you don't, you want to start with that because they do take adequate amounts of all of them. 
Boron is especially important in beet production. So with any of these crops, we recommend supplement microboost, which has boron in it, but specifically beets, it would make a big difference in your crop that you put the microboost on there and you get the boron and these micronutrients to the uh, beets there. Makes them grow up better, a lot healthier looking beet there, especially with the tops, but the bottom as well. Mm -hmm. so, so boron is important. Number two, beets never sprouted and my radish are spindly. All planted in good composted soil and other things in that area has grown well. Not sure why it's so difficult to get beets and radishes in zone 7B west of Atlanta. Mm, I don't know either. I would uh, definitely give it another try there. It's kind of unusual that the radishes come up and the beets didn't. Uh, I'll maybe train, change up my strategy just a little bit, plant them a little deeper, a little shallower than what you did last time. Make sure you keep them wet, but not too wet. They, make sure they're in full sun. Make sure they're in full sun. And they is, it, they would could be possibilities if you're growing in shade or something like that, that they didn't, they get too much water. I mean, mm -hmm. very seldom do we see things rot out, but it is possible. What soil amendments will produce the best results? All good compost, by all means. Good compost and, and some good organic fertilizers, such as our complete organic. If you got animal manures, those would be perfect too. I've read that planting potatoes or carrots after a cover crop is not always good because the root crop has a hard time growing through all the organic matter. Is this true? Uh, it could be. So if you have some, some, a lot of, uh, of love of organic matter, it could be. It's kind of a double-edged sword. You want that organic matter in soil, but you don't want to hinder emergence out there. So you want it as clean as possible toward the top there. So it, I can see where that could be a problem there. If you do have a lot of debris laying on top, I would work it another time or two yeah, into the soil. Yeah, not a lot of fresh. Not a lot of fresh, right. Have so much trouble getting actual roots from beets and radish. No problem with the green part of the plant. There might be your problem is your phosphorus or potassium. Check those levels to make sure they get adequate amounts of phosphorus or potassium. That would, that would lend me to think you're giving them too much nitrogen and they don't have enough phosphorus or potassium. How do I keep squirrels from digging up my beets? Mm, that's a tough one there. You need a barrier. Need you a good dog or a good 22. <laughs> or both. Maggie keeps our squirrels at bay. Yep. My radishes either go into seed or are too hot. Bolton. Yep, mm -hmm. plant them a different time of year. But uh, what was the radishes? Mm -hmm. Radishes love cool weather, so you may be planting them too hot of weather there. So plant them when it's a little bit cooler and they won't bolt near as quickly. I've heard if you plant carrots in the spring, then they do not taste that good and said you should plant them in the fall instead. Is this true? Absolutely, I would agree. You can grow carrots. A lot of people get garden, <coughs> get caught up in the garden in the springtime, I want to plant everything. But these mm -hmm. are season for things. And the season for carrots, for is to plant them in the fall and overwinter them. To me, they have a lot better flavor. Yeah, the cool weather oh, does yeah. something with the starches, don't yeah, you think? I agree, yeah. Do nematodes affect beets? My tomatoes were a bust and my okra was really short. I put in the mustard, but I have lost all but maybe five beet plants. I think a lot of it is roly-polies, but do they affect beets too, nematodes? Now, nematodes and roly-polies are two different things. Well, I think she was just throwing that in Okay, there. okay. But her question I've, is, does nematodes I, affect beets? I've never known of that, if it does. It may, but to my knowledge, I've never known uh, nematodes to affect beets. Okay. 
Why do people suggest putting a piece of board on carrots seed after planting? Because it keeps the moisture in there and it absolutely works. A piece of cardboard will do the same thing. What that does is keep that moisture in there because you don't need sunlight for that seed to germinate. Actually, a dark out, anything you can put on there as far as mulch, a piece of board, cardboard, anything to keep that moisture and keep that what we call soil to seed contact will help with your germination. The key to it is taking it off before the they right pop time. up before because they will it will cause some damage if you leave it on there too long mm -hmm. and then we have somebody with some cats getting in the garden bed digging up the carrots before they have a chance to do anything i don't know what to do to deter them it really irks me losing food to darn cats i know i'm probably going to upset some people about <laughs> this one be I'm never, I've never been a cat person. Okay? No, you haven't. I've never, never. We had cats when the kids were little. My daughter had one cat. I gave in one time. She had a cat named Scamper. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm not a cat person, so they probably wouldn't like Mag my answer. Well, Maggie is Maggie not a cat dog. She doesn't like. We don't. We don't. See how we don't have cats around here. Let me just put it that way. You can you read now the lines. neighbor has some. The neighbor may come over. But they, don't, they don't come over. No, they much. don't come they don't over. Come over they much. don't cross the line. No, yeah. it's dangerous over here for a cat. So thank you for those questions. Yep. We hope we've answered and helped you with your carrots and beets and radishes. And if we didn't, or you have another question, put it in the comments below, and we'll be glad to answer. Yep. All right, so it is time for the old goat. Now, folks, the old goat's on the, on the set here sauce. somewhere. And if you guess where the old goat is at, put it in the comments below, and we pick a winner every week, and you'll be the recipient of these wonderful Hall Skit Dirty Socks. You'll be the only one in your neighborhood wearing the Hall Skit Dirty Socks. But you have to guess where the old goat is, and you have to get picked. So. Last week's winner is Michelle Jones. Michelle, send us your shipping information to CustServe. Let me get it out here where everybody can see it. Send us your shipping information to CustServe at It's on our website, so just go there, send us your information there, and we will get you a coveted pair of the Hoss Get Dirty Socks in the mail there. Let's talk about this Saturday coming up. Yep, so this Saturday we will be in North Florida. Gosh, what's the name of the town? It left me. It's not Pace. No, it's not Pace. Is it Pace? I don't know. We'll be about, you can look it up. We'll be at the Sunflower Festival in North Florida. Uh, this Saturday, right there in Georgia, the Hamiltons are putting this on down there. And it's going to be a wonderful event. We'll be down there. If you know where close by. We'll put a link towards, in the description yeah, below yeah. so you can look it up. Yeah, I think it starts around 12 o'clock Saturday. They're going to have some bands there. It's just going to be a good time to be there. Jason and Brooke from Cog Hill will be there. We're going to get to visit a lot of old friends there. A lot of vendors. Yep, so uh, come hang out with us. We're not going to have a booth there, but we'll be walking around hanging out with everybody. Be good to see you if you're in the neighborhood there. And it's a wonderful event, too. It's about 30 miles from Panama City, north mm -hmm. of Panama City. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you inspired you to grow you some radishes, beets, or carrots. If you don't have room, think about raised beds or containers there. Perfect for growing them. And I promise you, you'll thank us later. Now it's time for you to get outside and get dirty. Mm -hmm.